Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. What we've been doing over the past, I don't know, I guess eight, nine weeks now, we've been, I guess, whatever, kicked off around Easter, however many weeks that is, we, we kicked off a series called Intentional, and we have been celebrating how good God's been to us about how intentional He was when He sent His Son, Jesus, had a perfect plan for salvation for us to get us, to get me, to get you out of the mess that you were in. And uh, and so uh, and to get us free, and so he done that through sending his son Jesus. So we've been celebrating that. We've been celebrating and and looking at the fact that he created us, made us, designed us in his perfect image to to go forth and do the works of God. And and we've been celebrating that, hearing about what he's been doing in some of the ministries. For a few moments this morning, we're going to celebrate what God's been doing in the women of faith. Can I hear the ladies make a little noise? I like I like that. That's awesome. Amen. That is awesome. Next week's Father's Day, fellas. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll have fun there next week, but uh, but we're going to celebrate here for a few moments. I got some stuff from the Word I'm going to share with you, if the Lord lets me do that, after these testimonies, after a time of celebration. But uh, again, I have just been, I'm so thankful to look around in the ministries, and it starts in nursery. It goes all the way up to the seniors. We're seeing God move in every area. So today we're going to celebrate a little bit about what's happening in the women of faith. Uh, get Miss Charlotte, who's been, who's been leading this ministry, taking over there, doing a wonderful job. Show her some love. She's going to share Here's some testimonies about what God's been doing. Come on up. Good morning. Um, I hope my voice holds up through this, so y'all just be patient with me. <clears throat> I would like to thank Pastor Terry this morning for giving the women of faith the opportunity to share our intent and our walk in Christ with you. I would also like to thank all the women of Faith Renewed for all that you do serving Him and walking in Him daily. Our journey this morning begins with Ephesians three, seventeen through 19. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. So thankful to have that much love covering the women of faith renewed. That is the kind of love that we, as women of faith, desire all women to know at some point in their life. Our purpose is to see women of all ages live a life full of joy, peace, and blessings. We want to help women learn how to better succeed in the many areas that they deal with every day. Kathy Jordan is going to share with you how being intentional in breaking strongholds will allow you to grow in Him and to find a renewed strength through building a lasting relationship with the one that matters, Him. And I want to tell you a little bit about Kathy. She's kind of new to the Faith Renewed family. But I'm telling you, she's already touching hearts of women in this church. So, Kathy. 
Okay, y'all just pray for me because I'm a little bit nervous, and I don't get nervous doing this because this is my element, and this is what I was called to do. I love to share what Jesus is doing, and, um, you know, like she said, I am new um, to the Faith Renewed family, but I love this family, and we were um, introduced to this church by the Whitmires, and I think most of you know who they are, and um, it took us a while. They um, invited us here several years ago, and it took us um, a few years to get here, and um, I hate to say that it took the death of Justin to bring us here. Um, I saw the love that you guys showed that family, and I said, I want some of that, and uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys watch Duck Dynasty, woo <laughs> but um, I am happy, happy, happy. And uh, I just, uh, I, I love the Lord, and I just love sharing what he's doing. And um, the praise team sings a song called Come Like the Rain, and Angel knows that is my favorite song. They could sing that song every Sunday. But um, there's a part in that song that says all things new. So many times we get stuck where we are, and we're afraid to step out into the new possibilities that God has for us because we've been hurt rejected, disappointed, or maybe you've been told you couldn't be a part of a ministry because you were divorced. And they said, uh, once you get all that cleaned up, you come back and maybe, maybe we'll let you be a part. Is that you? Well, it was me. That hurt cut me so deep. I thought I'd never be a part of a ministry again. I said, I'm done you know, that was, it was really hurtful. And um, so for a long time, I did. I sat in my room and I had pity parties. Was I hurt and disappointed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I couldn't help but think about the story in John 13 when, where Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Do you think Jesus said, I'm sorry, your feet are too dirty? You go get them cleaned up a little bit, and you come back, and I might wash them. Do you think he said that? No, I don't think so. He wants to take us with our dirty feet, our dirty past, our mistakes, and use them for his glory. A few years later, I tried to be a part of another ministry. Once again, another door slammed shut with a no. But do you see? Do you see where I'm going with this? Those were my plans. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Not the plans you have, but the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And I'm a little hard-headed. It took a little while for that to sink in with me. Because we live in an instant world. We have instant grits. We have instant coffee. We have instant everything. And we want it right now. And I am that way. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a Women of Faith meeting, and we were given envelopes, and we had to put prayer requests in those envelopes and seal them up. And we've ho been holding those for two weeks, praying over them. And let me tell you, it was hard for me not to open that envelope because i got to know. I want to know. I'm just a got-to-know girl. But, you know, the devil wants us to believe that we're worthless and we're unimportant. Don't believe his lies because God has big plans for you. If you'll just trust him and follow him, he'll take you to places you never dreamed of. 
And several weeks ago, I came across a piece of paper that a friend of mine had given me a long time ago with scripture written on it, um, John 16, 24. I think you got that, Tim, to put on the screen. Um, it says, up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name, but now ask and keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy may be full and complete. That paper was given to me a long time ago, but at the very bottom of that paper, my friend had written the words intentional. I found this paper right about the time we started visiting here at Faith Renewed um, on a regular basis, and Pastor Terry was preaching on intentional. And a few Friday nights ago, I had to be very intentional about attending a Women of Faith meeting because um, I'd been struggling for weeks about where God wanted us to be, where God wanted me to be, what did he want me to be doing. I said, God, I'd had all this rejection. Where do you want me to serve? What do you want me? I, I love you, and I want to serve you. I'm tired of just sitting and being a pew warmer. I want more. And I had to be very intentional about coming here because I was comfortable where I was. Our church was less than 10 minutes from our house. Faith Renewed is about 30 minutes. And we have to be real intentional about getting up earlier. And that's hard for me, my husband will tell you. Um, <laughs> it is very hard. But... Uh, God just kept, we, I kept, one day I text Pastor Terry and I said, you know, I won't be there Sunday because um, I feel like we need to be at our home church. But something just kept pulling us back here. And when I was intentional on coming to that meeting that Friday night, I pulled in this parking lot and the devil said, don't get out. Don't go in there. Those ladies don't want you to be a part of that ministry. And I said, shut up, devil. I was intentional. <laughs> I drove all the way down here. Gas is not cheap. And I am going to be intentional. And I'm going to do what God told me to do. And I'm going in there. So you can just shut up. <laughs> so that Friday night, or that Friday during the day, my boss had told me, she said, on the way to that meeting tonight, I want you to pray all the way down there and ask God to give you the signs and give you the word that you need to show you that you are in his will and you're doing what he wants you to do and you are where he wants you to be. Well, let me tell you, as Charlotte says so well, God showed up and showed out that night. And things happened that I never dreamed would happen. These ladies loved me with an amazing love that I have never experienced And I just didn't know quite how to handle that. I didn't know what to do with that love. I was totally overwhelmed. But I was intentional. And I chose to step out of my comfort zone. If I had chose to stay where I was, look at all the blessings I would have missed. Look at all the blessings you would have missed by having me here. Because <laughs> let, <laughs> let me tell you... Um, I'm like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <clears throat> but I will tell you that you will get a girl who loves the Lord 
and who will love on you no matter what. I want to read you a prayer that I wrote in my journal, and I'll close with that. Dear Lord, thank you for showing me that your ways are higher than my ways and that you have the plan for me. Thank you for giving me the courage to be intentional. Thank you for challenging me not to take the easy way out, not just to walk through any door that swings open, but to seek your will and your guidance in all things. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. That just goes to show you right there that you don't ever turn your back on God even when Satan tries to bring you down. You just ignore him and keep walking in God. Our vision for this ministry is that we would reach out to the women who are hurting and in need and direct them to the only true answer. It is our goal to see women live free of strongholds and addictions and in that process build friendships and relationships that will last a lifetime. It is time for women to realize who they are in Christ and take their place building the kingdom of God. Ladies of Faith Renewed, it should ultimately be all about Him. Haley Ledford is going to share with you how being intentional in pursuing Him will allow you to change the banner that flies over your life no matter what. Haley. Alright y'all, I am a big crybaby, so I'm going to read from my paper. Y'all forgive me if I don't look up. When I was approached about giving my testimony, without hesitation I agreed. I saw it as an amazing opportunity to share how being intentional in my walk with God changed my once beaten and battered banner into a beautiful, bold one that I am proud to show the world. I have been and out of church pretty much my entire life, and one thing is for certain, the times I was in church and in the Word and yearning to be the woman God was calling me to be, my life was definitely a lot easier. Things fell into place, nice and neat, and for the most part it was smooth sailing. But then I got a crazy idea that all of these things were falling into place because of me and the things that I was doing. So I decided to turn my back on God and try it my way for a while. Needless to say, things were very quickly beginning to spiral out of control. And before I knew it, I no longer had control over the things in my life. When I was 18, I graduated high school. I immediately began college at Greenville Tech. And in November of 2006, I fell and broke my leg in several places. I required surgery and long months of bed rest. By the time my leg had healed, it was getting close to time to enroll for classes again. Well, I met a guy right before I was supposed to go meet with my academic advisor. During that relationship, relationship, I gave up all of my hopes and dreams. I had no ambition, and I only yearned for the attention of someone that abused me mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'd thrown all of my values out the window. Finally, I left him and moved his oldest daughter, her sister, their mother, and stepfather into my home. Shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant with twins and decided I wanted to work things out with him. I purchased another house and was letting him live in it while we were trying to work things out. I had taken on more financially than I could. I came home from work one night to find the two girls hysterical because they hadn't eaten all day and their mother had spent the grocery money on drugs. 
at that moment, I realized just how deep the hole I was in really was. I began stealing money from my job. Very shortly after I began taking the money, the stress of my whole situation, along with the worry of when I'd get caught, got the best of me and my health. And at 12 weeks, I'd lost my twins. I became even more depressed and decided to mask that pain with alcohol, which, of course, required money. So I began stealing even more. One day, I was fixing to go on my lunch break when I was called into one of the interview rooms in the back of the building. As soon as I opened the door, I knew it was over. I'd been caught. I decided there was no point in lying about what I'd done, so I willingly confessed Shortly after that, I had to turn myself in. I was arrested and let out on a personal recognizance bond. I decided to stay in the relationship I was in because I figured no one else would want me. After about another year and a half of the physical, mental, and emotional abuse, I finally decided I'd had enough. I left, changed my phone number, and never looked back. Very shortly after that, Lance and I began talking and dating. About six months into our relationship, I received a phone call that I had a court date to attend for the theft. My dad paid the remainder of my restitution to keep me out of jail. Part of his requirement was that I pay him back and begin attending church again. I agreed, but didn't actually do it. I picked a fight with him to try and get my way. It ended up leaving his house and moving in with Lance. I pretty much quit paying my dad. And I ended up finding out that I was pregnant and was taken out of work two weeks later. So any money I was paying him totally seized at that moment. I knew my obligation was to my dad, but at that time I didn't care. I was more overjoyed at the thought of my child. See, I hadn't just lost the one pregnancy. I'd lost three altogether and had several doctors tell me I'd never be able to carry a child full term. God sure did have bigger plans for this baby, though. I kept telling myself that if I could just get past 12 weeks with this one, that everything would be okay. 12 weeks came, and 12 weeks passed. And for the first time in a very long time, I bowed my head and thanked Jesus. Throughout my pregnancy, I found myself bowing my head more and more. And finally, one day as I began to bow my head, I heard a voice tell me, it's time to stop doing things my own way. I needed to run back to him. I knew I wanted to build my family on a strong foundation, one that no man could bring down. I expressed my feelings to Lance, and we sat down one night and watched Fireproof. We were in church that following Sunday. We both agreed that this was the path we needed to take. We'd both done things our own ways for so long, and it just wasn't working. But the devil decided he couldn't have this, and he was going to try and bring us down every way possible course he started with my baby I was told my son's bladder was enlarged and I would be sent to maternal fetal medicine for a second opinion at that visit it was confirmed that our son's bladder was enlarged so we could just be brought back for a follow-up appointment a few weeks later I was very nervous to see what changes if any had come about this ultrasound showed things to be much worse his bladder both ureters and both kidneys were now enlarged and we needed to go see a urologist I was informed that Landon potentially had what is called prune belly syndrome, and upon delivery, he would be rushed away to the NICU. March 19, 2012 arrived, and I was being prepped for a C-section. 
I was so nervous, and it was evident my blood pressure began dropping rapidly, and so did his heart rate. I remember saying a prayer asking God to please let my baby be okay. And at that moment, I heard the strongest, loudest, sweetest cry I've ever heard. My 8-pound, 11-ounce baby boy was here and ready to do business. My next prayer was one of thanks because the neonatologist walked up to me and said, Miss Ledford, your son is absolutely perfect. God had shown his face to many people that day, and I later found out that they were expecting him to be a very, very sick little boy. I remember one of his doctors telling me that he had amazed several doctors. We were able to bring him home with us, and from there the devil grew even more upset and decided to try another tactic. He began tearing mine and Lance's relationship apart little by little until finally we'd hit a breaking point. I knew there was only one way we could get through this, and that was with God. However, I knew there were things we were doing that weren't honoring to God and that we had to fix those things before we could go any further. So my first decision was a hard one, but I knew we could no longer live together unmarried. I also knew that we had several individual issues that we needed to deal with before we could become one, and the main issue was making sure we were both right with God and dependent on God, not each other. I am happy to say that a month later, our relationship is stronger and healthier than it has ever been. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that had I not been intentionally seeking after him, that my relationship wouldn't be what it is today. I've realized that if I'm not pursuing him and his word on a daily basis, then the devil is going to tear me down. But as long as I'm exalting Jesus Christ in all that I do and in every aspect of my life, then there's nothing the enemy can do to bring me down. I will no longer let Satan unravel my banner because I know who created my banner and nothing the enemy tries to do will ever cause me to quit living for Christ. That should tell you right there whether you're a man, woman, child, teenager, youth, whatever. It doesn't matter how bad you mess up. God's going to cover you with his grace. And he's going to change your banner. And it's going to read what he wants it to read, not what you want it to read. It is our intent as women of faith to make the banner that flies over our lives announce to the world who we genuinely are is one that we say what we want it to say, one that changes things in us and around us for the better, one that allows the younger generation of women to see that a life in Christ is a life worth pursuing. Being intentional women of faith is about what you will do and what you will become by God's grace from this day forward. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. It should be our intent as women of faith renewed to make everything we do be for the glory of God. Ladies, I want to close today with God is real. And as if we, as women of faith, are going to live for him forever 
Shouldn't he be everything? Sadly today, women get caught up in the familiar haze of worldly happiness and empty pursuits most of the time. When we as women of faith should actually be crying out to God to take us on the adventure he wrote for us a long time ago. We as women of faith should seek to obey God, whatever that looks like for us. Because ladies, if we truly know a God worth giving anything for, everything changes. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today as women of faith. We state our intent to walk in you, dear God. We state our intent to be submissive to the one ultimate authority in our life, dear God, and that be you. We state our intent to raise up our sons and daughters to know the only true answer in you. And we come before you to ask you to forgive us for our sins, dear God, and allow us to continue to walk in you, dear God, and be examples in you and for you, dear God. For we ask all these names and lift you up in praise this morning. Amen.